Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 205, and I'm calling it, I think I'm calling it, Why Your Family Can't keep up with your organizing plans. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm a little frustrated that I'm kind of had to figure out a microphone situation because mine has died once again. I must wear them out. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I am so excited about this because I have had a mental breakthrough personally based upon a comment made by one of you over on the blog. And I'm just telling you, it's like, yes, yes. Hallelujah. I get it. I understand this thing now. So anyway, um, that's what we're going to be talking about. I did want to let you guys know that I will not be releasing a podcast next week. That is my kids spring break. And just for um, mental sanity, I am taking the week off. So Anyway, uh, just letting you know that I will not be putting out a podcast next week. So uh, just a little thing for that, um, you know, you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and um, look through older podcasts and listen to older ones, you know, if, if you've never done that before. Um, also, I, I highly recommend subscribing to the show in whatever um podcast app that you use to listen to the podcast through, uh, because what that does is it will automatically download the new podcast to your um, smart device or phone or whatever it is that you use. Um, And that way you don't miss one because sometimes it's like, oh, wait, oh, I forgot what day it is. If you have time passage awareness disorder, like so many of us do. Um, that way it just automatically is there. You can also sign up at a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts to, um, to uh, be on an email list where you get an email. I think it's usually, it's either the day of or the day after the podcast comes out because it's automated and it goes according to whether or not I put it out before or after 8 (laughs) a.m. This one hopefully should be out before 8 a.m. But anyway, okay. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. So I am telling you guys, I've had a big light bulb moment, okay? Now, this is on the subject of why your family can't or won't, but mostly can't, 
is the deal. Um, keep up with your organizing strategies or plans or systems or whatever it is that you have. Um, so I've had a lot of questions about this subject lately and I, I get it. I get that I have a podcast about um, decluttering and uh, I have, you know, a website and I've written books and I mean, I get it. I get why people ask me these questions, you know, of why can't my family handle such and such? Why does my family continually do this when I've told them not to? And I, anyway, how do I change my family? You know, and I get it. I get the reason why people are asking me this, but y'all, when people ask me these questions, um, I'm like, y'all, do you, do you understand that in this scenario that you're telling me about, I'm the frustrating person, not the frustrated person. Like I'm the problem here. Okay. So everything I say is coming from the perspective of the person who is frustrating the person asking the question. Does that make sense? I mean, this is my reality and I, I get it. And I know I've had a podcast, what it's been like two or three episodes ago, maybe where, um, I talked about, uh, you know, getting people on board. Okay. So yes, I've been talking about this, but I have a fresh way of looking at this and a new understanding that we're going to be talking about. So anyway, I just want to make sure you guys understand I'm the problem person in these scenarios when you ask me these questions. All right. Um, but so I'm going to go back over my standard things that I talk about. All right. Because I, in general, am always talking to the person who struggles and the person who wants to change. So things to, to remember that I always say, forfeit the blame game. Okay. Just I'm done. I'm out. We're done with the blame game. You guys can win. Okay. Cause the blame game does not get you anywhere. It never got me anywhere. Well-meaning people would encourage me to play the blame game. Oh, it's because you have three kids. Oh, it's because you're busy with this. Oh, it's because you volunteer so much here or there, whatever. Great. Fine. I'm sure those things contributed, but the reality was I am a naturally disorganized person. It, that's just how it goes. Okay. I am. So, um, forfeit the blame game. If you catch yourself focusing on what someone else isn't doing, focus instead on what you're doing and what you're not doing. Okay. I'm getting through all these things and then I'm going to get into this big breakthrough that I've had. Um, but catch yourself. If, if you find that you are so frustrated, use that frustration as a, oh wait, that Dana lady who I listened to her podcast either one time or a million times, um, said in these situations, try to focus and change, shift that thinking into, okay, so what, what am I doing or not doing in this situation and how can I help? Because again, you cannot change other people. You can change the situation around them. You can change the, um, what they have access to. You can change, um, the routines within which they live and function in this home, but you can't change the other person. Okay. And as someone who doesn't like someone else to change me, I'm so glad for that because I'm one of those people who's like, nobody can change me, you know, and unfortunately I'm that problem person. So I might have something in common with the problem person in your house. Okay. But you also, you can't force someone else to care about what you care about as much as you care about it. Remember, you're listening to this podcast, not this person who's frustrating you. Um, 
but you can set things up for their success. And that's what we're going to be talking about is how can you set things up for someone else's success? Okay. I have said many times, as far as a relationship goes, the relationship is more important than the stuff, period, no matter what. Okay. Um, I am very thankful that my own mother made a conscious decision. She tells me now, I did not know at the time. I didn't need to know all the background thinking that was going through her head. But my mother made a conscious decision that she was not going to sacrifice our relationship over the issue of my messiness. Okay. She says that we were having an argument. I mean, I don't remember ever being argumentative as a teenager, but anyway, but we were having an argument and she looked into my room behind me and it was a total mess. And she was like, I'm not going to bring that up right now because we've got plenty of other things to be issues. And, and the shift there was not that she just let me have a messy room. Yes, I'm sure she did just shut the door and try to, you know, pretend it didn't exist sometimes. But it shift. The only thing I can necessarily notice is or remember or realize from this, you know, shift that she had personally was a shift into how can I help you as opposed to why are you this way and let me change you. Does that make sense? How can I help you? And so I, what I remember of my mom is her always trying to help me come up with systems that worked you know, and try to go, okay, so this didn't work. So, Hey, Dana, let's try this other thing. And she was always trying to pay attention to this. The only thing I wish she would have done differently is know my clutter threshold. She couldn't have known that because the book hadn't been written about that by me because I didn't know what a clutter threshold was. I hadn't made up that term yet. Clutter threshold, in case you have not listened to that podcast or read that, read the books or anything, um, your clutter threshold is the amount of stuff that I personally can keep under control easily in my own home. Okay, so if I have more stuff than my clutter threshold, if I'm over my clutter threshold, I have more stuff than I can keep under control, my house is a constant disaster. By decluttering, I found this sweet spot of, oh, this amount of stuff I can personally keep under control, okay, in my house. Now, there are certain items that I simply just, they're just beyond my clutter threshold. Anything that has to be constantly straightened and fixed, it's easier for me to just declutter that and not have it in my home because I am not a somebody who walks into a room and, oh, let me go straighten that. That's just not me. Okay. I don't do that. I, it doesn't cross my mind until it's a complete and total disaster. And so that, that kind of stuff is the stuff to be thinking about. Does that make sense? All right. So, um, before we move on into some other thoughts upon this and getting to the big moment of this is what has changed me, this, um, moment of understanding. Thank you, Andrea. I would like for all Andreas to take credit for this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, you can go to the blog. I'll try to link to it in the show notes, link directly to this comment to give full credit there. But I don't think Andrea has a blog, so I, otherwise I would mention it. Anyway, um, let me talk about our first sponsor, who is Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore and carnivore. 
I didn't see that on that list, but carnivore is the one that we do. Anyway, um, ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. There's a diverse array of meal plans with plenty of options to choose from each week, so you can actually enjoy sticking to your goals this year. Let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. I've tried it. The meals were super easy, and it makes us more adventurous. We ate pho. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's P-H-O. I heard it on a cooking show one time. Anyway, which I had always wanted to try, but I had never actually tried until Green Chef sent everything that we needed to make it in a box that landed on my doorstep ready to be cooked. Okay. So it comes like um, in a box that has all this um, ice stuff in it to keep it cold. And I mean, it's like the actual food in the box. Anyway, for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash clean. Again, that's for $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash clean. Okay. So this comment was on a post that I wrote, I guess a week or so ago, um, or it's basically bragging. <laughs> I mean, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, so I won't go into great detail, but I was basically bragging because when we had our um, floors redone last summer, I was actually able to move things around the way that I needed to move them around. I mean, you know, like we had put this off for so long because clutter paralyzes you in the whole area of home improvements. I mean, the I used to be before I started the blog, before I started decluttering so much, it used to be, and it's still overwhelming. It's overwhelming for anybody, overwhelming for me because I have more stuff than I should, but it was completely paralyzing back when my um, house was completely out of control with too much stuff was I'm like, where would I even put things to move them out of a room to make it ready to be able to, um, to have the floors redone like that, that I, I couldn't even fathom that thought. So anyway, what I showed in the post was, um, my China cabinet, which it's funny because several of the comments were like, are you going to keep your China cabinet? And I'm like, yes, I'm keeping my China cabinet because I want to keep my China cabinet and I can keep my China cabinet because I've got room for my China cabinet. Anyway, um, because it's not about whether or not you, you know, it's, it's not a value decision. It's a container decision, container concept, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about it a million times anyway, but, um, for my China cabinet, uh, that room was going to be done. I don't think it actually was done, but I was hoping it was going to be done while I was in Ecuador last summer. So I uh, didn't trust anyone else to deal with that space. And I also, I was like, where am I going to put my China? And I looked at my kitchen cabinets and I was like, oh, well, I can just consolidate all of my um, everyday dishes into one little thing. I mean, I liked having them spread out more, but I can consolidate that into one little spot. And um, I can put all my nice china in my regular kitchen cabinets so that they are completely safe and they're not in some place where they're going to have to get moved from place to place because, you know, they're breakable and I didn't want to have to do that. So anyway, the bragging part was that I was so proud of myself that I had decluttered my kitchen cabinets to the point where I could do that, where 
before I started the blog, before I started this whole deslobification process, I could never have done that because I had, I had more everyday dishes than would fit in the cabinets. Okay. So like if my dishes were ever clean all at one time, I didn't have room for them in my cabinets, but I have decluttered to the point where I not only have room for all of my own dishes, all my regular everyday dishes, but I also had room for, you know, I think I have like eight or nine full place settings and then a couple of other, you know, pieces. Anyway, I was just really proud of myself for that. So I talked about it. Well, um, you know, and I, I'm proud of myself. I didn't talk about it in this thing, but I'm proud of my garage is crazy right now. I've mentioned it several times lately. Um, that is our spring break project that we're going to be working on. Um, but you know, my garage is bananas, but the fact that the garage wasn't just automatically already completely full, the fact that I had room to stick stuff in it, um, when we needed to move things out. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Now it's got a lot of work now to do. And I am embarrassed. Okay. I'm just saying we got new neighbors across the alley in the back and because of this weird thing of my life that I don't know anyway, but I, I am like, what if she listens to my podcast and she has seen my garage? So I'm just saying, if you're my new neighbor, first of all, please come say hi. I have waved. I haven't had a chance to actually like speak or anything. Cause I haven't been dressed properly. Usually when I see her anyway, but I'm just like, it's, I, I just think, Oh my goodness. What if, what if my new neighbor listens to my podcast? or reads my books or whatever. Anyway, I doubt it, but, um, okay. So y'all want to hear the comment? This was the comment on this post about how, um, I had so much more room in my cabinets than I ever used to, that I was actually able to store my stuff, right? Ready? I couldn't understand. This is the comment. I couldn't understand why my full cupboards got so messy from others. My husband explained that my cupboards were like playing Tetris and no one had time for that game. So I started weeding them out with everything I learned from you. She's talking about learning from me anyway. Um, Where I have successfully weeded my cupboards, stay nice and my family helps. Where things are very crowded, there is mess and backup and no help. Hmm. Less really is more. More help. You guys, I'm going to read that again because I want you to wrap your brains around it the way that I have. Okay. Listen, I couldn't understand why my full cupboards got so messy from others. My husband explained that my cupboards were like playing Tetris and no one had time for that game. So I started weeding them out with everything I learned from you, where I have successfully weeded my cupboards, stay nice, and my family helps. Where things are very crowded, there is mess and backup and no help. Hmm. Less really is more, more help. Guys, her frustration before is the frustration I hear all the time from people. Why can't my family keep up with the systems that I have going? Short answer. There's too much stuff in there. They're too crowded. Her husband said her cupboards were like playing Tetris and no one had time for that game. I recommend 
storing your um, food storage containers with the lids on. Okay. I've talked about this before. It's in the book. There's a post on it on the blog, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the thing about that is there, there's all kinds of things. First of all, um, I don't need as many, you know, no, you can't fit as many in that way, but I don't need as many as I was trying to shove in there anyway. Um, but the whole thing that I realized is I need to be able to grab an entire put together container. I do not need to have to sift through things to find the right container and then sift through the lids to find the right lid because in the moment where I need something from that cabinet, I am not in the mood to play Tetris. And that is what it is if I've got a complicated system of all the you know, all the different containers that are stacked up and I got to go through and blah, blah, and take these out of that one to get to this one. And then I have to go through the lids and figure out which one, blah, blah, blah. I'm not in the mood to play Tetris. I am just in the mood to put my spaghetti away. That's it. All right. I don't have time to. And so what the problem is, even if I would put together a system, I wouldn't maintain it because I would pull out what I needed and then I was like, I don't have time to put all that stuff back. And I didn't care enough anyway. And I didn't notice it anyway. I mean, so that that is a big part of the problem. And that was me realizing that for myself. But what she's saying here is that she realized from her husband explaining to her, oh, my family is more like Dana. <laughs> Okay, remember, I'm the problem in all these scenarios. I'm the person who's the problem. So it's this realization that there's too much stuff. The system is too complicated. All right. Here's an example. My pet peeve growing up, you know, my mom is the Tetris woman. She's got everything in a neat and organized place. I mean, she was the queen of the food storage containers being this hugely complicated system. Um, which, by the way, my mother has told me that she started doing it my way, which is hilarious. Anyway, and that it's so much better. It's so much better than it used to be is what she told me. And I'm like, well, thank you, mama. Anyway, did it sound like I said a cuss word? Because I hope it did not. I did not say it. Okay, I'm just saying. Anyway. I didn't say that. If you think I said that, that's not, anyway, I'm just messing things up, but I promise I didn't say it. Anyway, um, here we go. Oh, so the milk pet peeve that I would have. So I was always a big milk drinker and I can't talk very well today, but my, um, I would go and get the milk out of the refrigerator and my big pet peeve was when there was stuff in front of the milk. So in my house, you better believe there is never anything in front of the milk because I want to be able to reach in, pull it out, pour my milk, put it back in. I like it would drive me bonkers, bonkers that there were there would because it wouldn't just be one thing in front of the milk that could be shoved over to the side. Oh, no, there was no shoving room in my mom's refrigerator. Things were stacked. I mean, it's it is a Tetris game. It is a puzzle to get something out of my mom's refrigerator. Okay. So 
when I would go in there, it would be, you know, all these things had to be moved to get to the milk. And that just drove me bananas. And this is what this is making me think about is like, oh, okay. So what do you do? Well, simplify, simplify, simplify first for yourself. If you're the one listening to this and you're the one with the struggle, first simplify it for yourself so that you can personally get it under control for you personally to be able to make the system work. Okay, that's the key. I'm never going to tell you focus on how things work for your family before you focus on how they work for you. Make it work for you first personally. And remember, we're talking about just decluttering. We're not talking about coming up with an elaborate system. I'm saying for you personally, declutter it to where you can handle it. Okay? Focus on you first. But then we're going to simplify, simplify, simplify for the sake of your family to the point where they can keep it under control. Okay? And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But I want to remind you, I think I've said this recently, but you know, hearing some stories from people of um, a couple looking at the same cluttered space and assuming that there was no point in them working on it because they assumed that the problem stuff was the other spouse's stuff. And then come to find out the other spouse was having the exact same thoughts about it being the other person's. And so nobody was doing anything. And then when she started decluttering just her stuff. She realized, oh, that made a big difference. And then that spurred the other person on to go, oh, wow, there is a bunch of my stuff there. See what I'm saying? So realizing, yes, you focus on yourself first. Maybe you're right that it is your family's fault, but maybe you're wrong. Go ahead and do the easy stuff that nobody cares about. Okay, even you just start with the easy, non-emotional stuff, the neutral stuff that nobody cares about. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've said it, you know, I, I'm convinced that the issue with our garage right now is my husband. Not him, but like his stuff. Because there is a lot of stuff from his parents' house out there. So there's a lot of emotional stuff that we have to be careful about. And we have, you know, I have to be careful about and dealing with. But you know what? Every time I go work out there, I stay plenty busy on my stuff. Yeah, I do. But it's a mental thing that I have to get over and I have to go, I'm going to go out there and work anyway and deal with easy, non-emotional, neutral stuff. And I'm always, I always find plenty to do. Always, every single time. Okay. All right. Let me tell you about our next sponsor who is Native. Native creates safe, simple, and effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They use trusted ingredients for trusted performance. You can check out the 7,000 five-star reviews from Native customers. Filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Native products are made in the USA with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from around the world, and they offer free shipping and returns. Native deodorant comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula, which I know a lot of you guys like, and baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Classic deodorant scents include coconut and vanilla, the most popular scent and the one that I personally ordered. Lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, which is one I would like to try out in the future, and eucalyptus and mint. There's no risk to try. Native offers free returns and exchanges in the USA. 
subscribe and save 17%. Save $2 per stick and have Native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code CLEAN during the checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase if you visit Native Deodorant. I'm going to spell that for you because I always mess up spelling deodorant. That's N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com and use promo code clean during the checkout. Okay. Okay. So here we go. How do we implement this with the family? First, you simplify for yourself, get it under control where you personally can handle it. Then let's talk about our family. Um, remember that the definition of clutter that I made up because I get to do that because I write books about it. Um, anything that consistently gets out of control in your home, it's personal. Okay, what may be clutter in somebody else's home is not necessarily clutter in yours. What may be clutter in your home is not necessarily clutter in someone else's home. That's why you can have the same exact amount of stuff, same exact things as a friend. And in your house, it looks like an explosion happened. And in their house, it looks great. Okay, so clutter is what consistently gets out of control in your home. Which means if a space is consistently out of control, it has too much stuff in it. I'm sorry, there's clutter in there that needs to be decluttered, that needs to be removed, okay? Um, purge down to the lowest clutter threshold of the people using the space. You know, like, I'm about to talk about math, and so I am probably about to make some really dumb statements that are not even true, because I don't, it's been a long time. Anyway, lowest common denominator, right? You know, you've got, oh, well, this can be divided by such and such. <laughs> sure, it can for this one over here, but we have to go find the lowest common denominator. So we're looking for the lowest common clutter threshold of the people who use the space. All right. And that is key right there, too. The people who use the space. This does not mean that you have to declutter every single space, every shelf, every drawer, every closet in your home according to the person with the lowest clutter threshold. Okay? It means the commonly used spaces, the spaces that are used by more than one person. So have your complicated craft room closet if you want to. Have your super duper elaborate system in your own closet of keeping all this stuff that you personally want to because you can personally handle it. <laughs> Y'all know I'm, I'm talking to the person who's listening to this trying to help the people in their family. Those who are really my kindred spirit, let's all just realize that all spaces are, for me at least, all spaces have need to have a very low clutter threshold. Anyway. But um, you can have your certain spaces that you use that have the elaborate systems. But if it is a commonly used space, it needs to have, it needs to be purged, be decluttered down to the point where the people in the space using it can handle it. Okay. So if your cabinet is, con is never ever being put back to how you had it organized or even just the amount of stuff that you had in it, purge it, declutter it. Still doesn't work, declutter it some more. 
still doesn't work, declutter it some more. Because remember, just decluttering means I get out everything that's in there that doesn't absolutely have to be in there. And when I do that, then I'm able to just reach in, grab the thing that I need without having to move anything first, okay, which is the the problem of the person who is like me. They don't want to do the Tetris thing, okay, or they'll move everything, get to what they need, and it won't occur to them to put everything back, okay, in the way that it was because they've just got what they needed, so they think they're finished. This is all they, meaning me. Anyway, So I need to be able to reach in, get what I need. And then when I need to put it back, there needs to be open space for me to just put it back without having to move 10 things to be able to fit it in there. Okay. So finding that any of the common spaces, which may mean that you need to designate, these are the common spaces. These are mama only spaces or daddy only, whatever. Um, Use your complicated systems on your space. Shared spaces, you find the lowest clutter lowest common clutter threshold, what can they handle? That's the key. The clutter threshold is how much stuff can you personally handle, the amount of stuff that you can personally handle, finding that for them. So any space that gets used by multiple family members, declutter until it works. Um, Remember too, if you feel like you're beating your head against the wall on this, stop organizing and just declutter. This is key here. Stop just coming up with a new system of this is going to go here and this is going to go here and just declutter, 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 declutter. Don't forget, I have decluttering at the speed of life that will, which is my book, audio, Kindle, paperback, whatever version you like, but that will talk you through the actual how to declutter. There's also lots of podcasts where I talk about it. Anyway, but you know, when I look at this, I go, well, yes, this all makes sense. My kids' rooms my living areas, my closets, um, my kids' closets, my kids' playroom back when they used to have one. Um, It was all working on those spaces until they finally got under control was all about finding their clutter threshold, finding the clutter threshold of the person who was using that space. Okay. With you know, and, and it was a process over time of us decluttering their room. Wow, it's staying under control better. Oh, it's back out of control. Okay, declutter some more. Not coming up with a new system of where to put things, but instead just getting stuff out. Let's get out anything that they don't absolutely play with consistently. Getting that out. Okay, all right. Oh, getting some more out, getting some more out. And then we finally hit that sweet spot of, okay, now when we go in there and say, let's pick up the room, it's actually possible because it's as much stuff as they can personally handle, which comes down to the container concept of how much space do we actually have to really be able to have a place to put everything away, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so apply it to common areas. I hope that this has been helpful to you guys. I, I'm just telling you as someone who gets asked these questions all the time, um, I am very thankful to have this way of thinking about it. Okay. All right. Okay. This has been fun. I hope you guys, um, have a great two weeks before we talk again and I'll just say, I'll talk to y'all later. Okay. (laughs) Bye.